You're now diving into the fish tank. Sitting down with Seth living, Seth. OJ, Juice, Juice Man, ooh, and this is strictly for them true fans, yeah. golf fans, number one, one, of course y'all, this ain't no ordinary sports talk, I've been that fish tank. Welcome back to the Fish Tank right here on the Miami Dolphins Podcast Network. Seth Levitt and the man with the best hands in the podcast business, OJ McDuffie Juice. This is a big one today. Oh, man, you have no idea, man. This uh, Our next guest, bro, is one of my favorites of all time, Big Seth, and I'm, I'm excited to have him on, man. Um, this is going to be a fun one for sure. Well, he's not just one of your favorites. He's an all-time right. fan favorite. Right. Jim Crash Jensen dives into the fish tank. Crash, how you feeling, man? I'm feeling pretty good, pretty good. Hi, everybody. Hey, looking good too, man. <laughs> Seth, you know me, I'm I'm fired up, man. You know, but you Jesus, know, I wish I, I would have played with you. Uh, man, I was gonna say that too, man. I, I, yeah. If Crash and I were running a one by one with each other, man, you know how many big plays we could have made, Big Seth. I mean, who's the ball gonna go to on third down, though? Well, you know, we're gonna <laughs> sit, we're gonna get out there right in front, and and Dan's gonna pick a guy and let it fly, right, Crash? That's right. That's right. <laughs> crash, crash, get open. That's right. That's, is that what he says? <laughs> that was the play in the huddle? That was the play call. <laughs> crash, get open. Well, you know, since we're talking about Crash, Crash, let's, uh, let's just get right to that. How did Jim Jensen become Crash? Oh, uh, just running down a kickoff and knocking people's helmets off. And Actually, there was one game where I ran down on a kickoff, a preseason game, and both, both of us hit each other. Well, I hit him. <laughs> and both of our helmets went flying off. And we were watching film the next day, and Don Strzok said crash. So Strzok, that's Strzok how guy. I think okay. I got it. Other people say it was some other way. but So, so are there? is it like one of those things where there's a lot of different stories about how it came to be? But, but there's you're, two. if you say Strzok. Yeah, there's two stories. What's the other one? Uh, I think it's John Madden. Ah. Uh. Uh, <laughs> I think Juice is going to stick with the yeah. with the Strzok story. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. Well, I, I'm glad we addressed that, but we're we're going to dial it back here for a second because I I not only want to understand how you became Crash, which we know now, Correct. and again going with Don Strzok, but you also became one of the most versatile players in NFL history. So let's go all the way back to Boston University. You become the starting quarterback your junior season. And you lead the team to a, a 17-3-1 mark over two seasons. Like, I mean, have a hell of a career as a quarterback there. You're the team MVP. You're an all-conference performer. But we start to get a little glimpse of what is to become because, like, you're in as a quarterback, but if you guys don't convert a third down and it's time to punt, you're putting another jersey on and you're the long snapper as well? I had to do that in one game against Louisville because our long snapper got hurt, so I had to – put on a lineman's jersey and snapped the ball. And then that's how I got on the special teams. I was backup uh, long snapper with the Dolphins, backup punter, played a lot of different positions, as you guys know. And it was fun. It kept it interesting and it kept me alert. At Boston University, we threw the ball maybe 11, 12 times a game. And most of our offense was tossed to the tailback, and I would go lead block for the tailback. <laughs> After the toss. I love it. When I got to the Dolphins, I had to learn how to read defenses, which I never had to do in Boston. So it was pretty difficult. Coach Shula called me a lot of different names. <laughs> so he didn't give you crash. He gave you. <laughs> I, had, I got in that playbook so hard, man. I had to, I had to know what the, off, the offense was doing, what the defense is doing, 
And it was really hard for me. And Coach Shula, he, he did call me a lot of different names. And I was about to give it up. I called my dad. I said, Dad, I, I can't do this anymore. Coach is on me. He said, I'll just stick with it. You'll be all right. And then I did, and it worked out pretty good. How far into your career? Was that like your rookie season that you called your dad? Or yep. at what point? Yep. And uh, I remember in the first practice, I was playing quarterback. I completed a pass. I went back behind the huddle. Next group was up. And I got on a knee. And Coach Shula gives me the thumbs up like this. And I said, well, thanks, Coach. He said, no, get the fuck up. <laughs> That's the- <laughs> that so good. That's really good. So let, let's go back. Let's go look back a little bit. You know, after those two years of record-setting years at at BU, you get invited <laughs> to the Senior Bowl, and one of the wide receivers you have on the squad is this skinny kid out of Dartmouth named David Shula. And from what we understand, Big Seth, I mean, there was a play during the game between you and David that really got you noticed by the Miami Dolphins. You remember that? On Senior Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I told you that story. <laughs> we did a little we research. We can't, we, can't, we can't reveal our sources now. <laughs> well, yeah, I was uh, in the senior bowl was practice, and I threw the ball to Dave, and it was a little too high. And he went out for it. And I think it was EJ Jr. came and hit him as oh, he was wow. in the air. And as soon as David went down, I saw Don Shaw right on the sideline. I said, there's no way the Dolphins are drafting me. <laughs> No way. <laughs> Get his kid blasted. I'm sorry. Yeah. I said you got his kid blasted. Yeah, you might right. think that you're right. Right. like cross no. that team off. Oh, I love it that. Was actually, it was actually Bill Arnsparger that came up to Boston University worked me out, which was kind of weird because he was a defense coordinator. Defensive coordinator. Right. And I guess he's the one that told uh, Coach Shula to draft me. So I got drafted in the 11th round. They drafted another quarterback in the fourth round, Brad Wright from New Mexico. So I didn't think I'd ever be able to make the team. And I just asked coach if I could play goal line receiver. That was the first time I asked him if I could play goal line receiver. Uh, so Dan would throw the fade and usually it was pretty successful. Kind of like a Ronde Gatson. Right. Yeah. Right. So before we get to that point, so again, going back 11th round draft choice, which is again, crazy, right? Seven right. rounds. Now there were right. 12 rounds at that point in time, you get drafted in the 11th round. And you walk into a quarterback room, and so there's David Woodley, who had just had a pretty impressive rookie season, and Don Strzok. Like, what was it like? I'm assuming at that point you're trying to make the team as a quarterback, right? We also had Brad Wright in there, who was the fourth-round draft pick, and we had Guy Benjamin. So there were five quarterbacks, and they were only keeping three of them. So Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. I, I was surprised I made the team. Right. But you did, right? So you made it. And so then you're in there and you're, you're, you're watching Woodley kind of, he's learning as he goes. He's only in his second year. Obviously, Don Strzok, we know, I mean, he was probably a coach in the locker room in a lot of yep. ways. So what was that like for you? And then at what point, you said that you asked to play goal line receiver. At what point did you start to assume other duties? When did special teams come into play for a guy who's in the quarterback room? Well, when I, when I thought that uh... – I wasn't going to make it as a quarterback. I asked the coach if I could play other positions. I asked him if I could run down on kickoffs. So I actually never missed a kickoff, never missed a kickoff return, never missed a punt, never missed a punt return. 
And because I could play to those different positions, it was easier for Coach Shaw to keep a player who could play five or six different positions rather than keeping five or six players that play one position. So kind of made so you're it easier saying, for me. Uh, sorry about that, Jim. So you're saying that you never missed a kickoff, never missed any of those returns uh, from I your rookie missed, year? I never missed a practice. Wow. It's, especially his practices, Crash. His practices huh? were no joke, right? You know, the only practice I missed was when I was holding out for more money. and I didn't want to <laughs> I'm sure he loved that. I'm sure Coach really was excited about those holdouts. No, you know, oh, that's like pretty that. good. Man. <laughs> so we're joking a lot about coaching, uh, being impressed by what you were doing. But the truth is, I mean, you became one of his favorite players of all time. And at least it seemed that way from from our perspective. Right. Except, you know, how would you describe your relationship with Coach? And, uh, you know, I know you have a couple more funny stories about him. But how would you how would you describe your relationship with Coach? He actually became my mentor, you know, like my second father, because after the first year, you know, he, he started liking me a little bit more. He didn't have to give the thumbs up anymore because I never got on me. <laughs> thumbs up. <laughs> but, uh, we had a great relationship, and I, I missed the guy, and uh, he's uh, he was the best coach ever in the league, ever, in my opinion. But I got a chance. To, I was blessed to play with so many great players, uh, Marino, Woodley, Tony Nathan, uh, all the linemen, Dwight Stevenson, John Geisler, Ed Newman. On the defense, you had the, the Blues Brothers. What Killer were they Yeah, the Bruise Brothers. Bruce Brothers. Right? Yeah, they, the call, Bruce Brothers. they were the Killer Bees, but Glenn and Lyle were the Bruise Brothers. Brothers. Yeah. Killer Bees as well. So I was, I was really blessed to have so much <laughs> talent around me, you know. Really yeah, you, well, you did, and you were—you obviously added to that. But you know, those first three years, I didn't realize that you covered every kick. I, I was wondering how that transition right. happened from special teams to you know. But the, it sounds like the entire time you're a third-string quarterback, but you're also a key special teams performer. But then in 1983, the Dolphins, as we know, famously draft uh, this cocky quarterback out of Pitt, Danny Marino, and I read that. You were sitting there, and you're like, look, they're only going to keep three quarterbacks. I'm done. You said you almost had, like, a, a sick feeling in your stomach when you found out they drafted Marino. I, I did, <laughs> and uh, that's a natural thing because Dan was so great, um, but the special teams helped. And watching Tony Nathan uh, play that third down fullback position, uh, I learned a lot from Tony Nathan. Mm. And um, – I learned a lot from Joe Rose. I learned a lot from Bruce Hardy. I played tight end as well. So Dan Johnson was my roommate. And it was just a lot of hard work and a lot of studying, man. A lot of, definitely a lot of studying. And you weren't the odd man out in 83. They actually, you know, Woodley was let go and, or was moved. And then, so you're still the number three quarterback in Danny's rookie year. And then 84, you start as the third quarterback, but then they really start to work into the offense at that point. Is that when you asked coach, Hey, can I start to play goal line receiver? Is that when that conversation took place? Or like, when did the transition? That. Because in the, uh, when Dan first came in, I started the game. It was against the Redskins in Washington. Right. And I actually had five catches as a wide receiver. And two of them were touchdowns. Nice. <laughs> it's a pretty good day. Yeah. We feel it. And then, like, I don't, I don't know what happened, but, like, when we got to the playoffs, I didn't play at all. But I played the first game, caught two touchdowns, but I'm not sure why Coach Shula didn't let me play offense. Big question mark. 
in my that, mind. That, that is a little strange. And, and you, you talk about Coach Shula. I want to go back to something when, when Juice was talking about the Senior Bowl and that whole experience with David Shula <laughs> in the past. David Shula becomes your position coach, right? You move from quarterback to, well, a million positions. Right. But, but you are a pass catcher. He's the receiver's coach. Was that a good thing? Was that a strange thing? Yeah, it thing? was a good thing. Dave was a great guy, great coach, and he helped me a lot. And he forgave me for that pass. <laughs> it worked out for both you guys. He found yeah. his calling in coaching, and you ended up with the Dolphins. Yeah, I was glad he, he forgave me. But, uh, <laughs> Dave was great. He was. I loved playing with him, and I loved his coaching style. And, you know, we had a lot of great coaches, too. Yeah, Gary no Stevens was offensive coordinator for a while. My man, Gary. Uh, you know, throwing back names. Gosh. Alvadotti was our defensive coach. Yeah. You know, I was really, really blessed to play 12 years. And there's only one thing I would change is winning one of those Super Bowls that we were in. Damn right. You're you not know, alone have, in that. I have two two uh, AFC championship rings. Do you still have them? I still have them, yeah. Like, yeah. You think I would sell them? Well, give them away. <laughs> Sometimes you give them away, you know, to family members. I hear members. all kinds yeah. of crazy stories. Some people don't want the championship ring. Some people, you know, right. look, we, we're friends with Joe Rose. I think anything's for sale, you know, so, <laughs> but, but so you, you never really know. But well, I, I was just Joe. curious. Joe's still doing it? Oh, yeah. Still doing yeah. it. Yeah. Still calling. The, he calls the games. He's doing his morning radio every day. How about Sefi? Yep. Yeah. Oh, still doing oh, it. Yep. Well, they're like 17. I think they're on 17 Is years it 17 together? Yeah. Man. Something like that. It's been well, a while. Juice, we got to find out a way we can get on another cruise with the fans. Absolutely. I told I mean, you this hat was from two of the fans on, on the cruise ship, uh, Patsy and Kimberly. And hopefully they'll see the show so they can see that I still wear the hat. That was so much fun. fun. As it was. Can you book I a I love ship? that picture with you and the dolphin. Oh, my God. Me kissing yeah. the dolphin or the one hugging me? I was scared yeah. as hell, man. <laughs> Those things are humongous, bro. Wait, you were scared of a dolphin? Damn right I was. I'm I'm, I'm afraid of the ocean, man. I don't, guess why I don't get in the ocean, man. Everything's too big in that thing, bro. That's funny. So, That's Crash, funny. here you are, Crash, and you're thinking about, you know, the addition of Dan Marino is probably going to be like, you're going to, it's going to cost your job. And you know, we know that offense itself, you talked about all the things you did on that offense. And the offense had no rhyme or reason, right? It's like all memorization, like, 84, 85, 86, 87, 92. I mean, really, and if you played fullback, tight end, X, Z, you had to just memorize what those guys did and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. and it helped being, being a quarterback, you know? Right. Because right. my first year, I had to learn everything, every position on offense and defense. Right. So that helped a lot. But uh, I remember we were in 1987, we were playing Buffalo, and – Daryl Talley was responsible to cover me, and sometimes Shane Conlon. But I remember Daryl Talley came in, and I had to check and go. If he blitzed, I had to block him. And sometimes, you know, you cut him. Sometimes you fake like you're going to cut him and stay up. But I cut him that time, and Daryl Talley started complaining, saying, Crash, quit your cutting, quit your cutting. <laughs> and I looked at They had Bruce Smith. They had Shane Conlon. They had Daryl Talley. And Cornelius Bennett. And I looked at each one of them went, I'll cut you, I'll cut you, I'll cut you, and I'll cut you. And I heard Marino laughing his ass off behind me. Back in the huddle. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Oh, yeah. man. Let him know. You, you know. Well, you know how the adrenaline is, Juice? Oh, yeah. Oh, you yeah. Know? 
no matter what. I mean, I, yeah. I was I was trying to cut everybody too, man, but because I was small, though, you know. Well, were you going to point it out and tell them? You no, gonna... <laughs> not those big guys. I was not. Grass was tougher than me, man. I tell you that right now. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, speaking of Danny, you know, coming in as quarterback, that's when you started moving into these different positions. But hell, man, you became one of his favorite targets at one point, man. Fifty-eight catches in ninety and eighty-eight, sixty-one and eighty-nine. I mean, you're playing everything that we talked about. You and Dan had great chemistry, man. How'd that develop as well? Well, you know, both from Pennsylvania. I feel that part. We liked each other. He was great. (laughs) I I used to watch Dan in slow motion when I was when he came in. And it was like regular speed, you know. And it was crazy. Uh I remember when we had we had weigh in every Thursday and we used to go out to DT riots after weigh in. And I remember Dan telling me that he just signed his first million dollar contract. And I said, wow, that's amazing. But think about it nowadays. Right. Yeah. The money right. they make nowadays. Whew. Right. Dan being the 40 million Dan, club, right? Dan yeah. got paid a lot more than a million. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's making up for it now. He's, he's making up for it yeah, now. Yeah, I'm, sure. I'm sure. <laughs> you know, Ralph out. is out there hustling for him. He's helping Tua, right? Yeah, he yeah he's here. He does his stuff with the team. He helps Tom Garfinkel, and uh, yeah. and he's still out there. There's no greater pitch man. I don't think there's a greater pitch I, man. I on talked to him probably two months ago, and I think he was in a bar, and uh, he, <laughs> he, was, he was telling me how much fun he had playing with me. It was pretty cool. That is awesome. You know, they get that Saturday night. They go up, you know, as a group. They go to restaurants and you know before the games, yeah. you know. So Danny's always hanging with that crew. Him and Nat Moore. I think Duke goes every once in a while, and of course, I think Tom Garfinkel and those guys go and have a nice meal. And you didn't get the invite. I never get the invite, man. I, I didn't make it in that. I think that you club, and Crash but, need to yeah. go to the next one if they want to really tell some stories. <laughs> Juice, I remember another time I had a press conference and I was talking to the media. We were getting ready to play the Jets, and I said I hate everything about New York. And I shouldn't have said that. I meant to say I hate everything about the New York Jets. Right. <laughs> but I said I hate everything about New York. And I was in Shula's office right after that press conference. I bet. I bet. And you can imagine what you're saying. I was in there once, Crash. I was in his office once. once? It was after only? Yeah, man. It was after a, um, a birthday party somebody oh, threw for me on a, a Thursday night. And uh, I-, I knew the party was going on. It was down the Grove. And that, that Friday morning, I don't know how he found out, but that Friday morning he had me in his office like, and we got a big game on Sunday. You're out there partying all night. You know what I mean? I'm like, Coach, I, I didn't know they were throwing this party. It was a surprise. I knew it wasn't. It wasn't a surprise. Sorry, Coach. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't a surprise. But, man, that was the only time. And I, I vowed never to go back in there, bro, no matter what. Uh, I was in there a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> Just a couple, huh? Just a couple. I love it. Oh, that is too good. Well, speaking of going out and speaking of being favorites, uh, the two of you guys are all-time fan favorites. And I I think it's because both of you guys were known for enjoying South Florida to its fullest. Both of you guys were accessible to the fans. It wasn't like you were up on some pedestal. I mean, you both have similar reputations that way. And I I have heard, and I kind of want to verify this story, that there was one night that you were in uh, an establishment in Fort Lauderdale and a disagreement happened and it took place. And it was a disagreement between you and these other two gentlemen. And it turns out these other two gentlemen were wrestling superstars, the Road Warriors. Is this a true story? Did you get into it with the Road Warriors at a Fort Lauderdale bar? I did. (laughs) 
What, what happened? The Road Warriors were actually my roommate, Dan Johnson's friends. And, uh, you know, in a bar, you start drinking. They were drinking. Everybody was drinking. So, you know, you learn after that to slow down on your drinking. <laughs> <laughs> there was another story when I first got my Super Bowl ring. I was with Doug Betters, Baumhauer, and I just got my Super Bowl ring, and some guy was harassing us. And I, I don't know if I should tell people this, but. Uh, hey, statue of limitations over, bro. You can say whatever you want now. <laughs> well, anyway, I got I got a little pissed off, and I punched a guy, and it said Super Bowl Seventeen right on his cheek, <laughs> <laughs> and I had my ring on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right there. Oh, I love it. I love it. That's like they had that scene in Ace Ventura. Yeah. They, they borrowed that from that Ace story, Ventura. probably. You guys remember Scott Schwedes? Yes. Of course. Yeah. I remember we were out in San Diego, and it was the day before practice, kind of like half speed, and just a mental practice, of course. And Schwedes ran an 18-yard square in, and before he got his head around, Marino hit him right in the helmet. <laughs> and the ball went flying up in the air, almost knocked him over. And Scott comes back to the huddle. He says, you got to admit it was right on the money. <laughs> and Marino, the whole huddle fell down on the ground. And Marino called him seven up. Never seven had up. it, never will. Oh, man. <laughs> Danny had lots of lines, huh? We just had Danny on the show, and we talked about those lines. He was almost – I don't know, he was, was kind of torn between being impressed with himself by those lines and a little bit embarrassed that yeah. he said some of those things. Yeah. It, it was funny, though. Yeah, <laughs> I bet sure. it was real funny. For sure. So, Crash, we talked about, you know, you being drafted in the 11th round. You famously wore number 11 for the Dolphins, and apparently you said you wanted to play – 11 seasons, but you ended up playing into your 12th season to well, your 12th year with the Dolphins. And a quarter. 11 and a quarter? Yeah, 11 games, four games. Four 11, games, yeah. So that gave you 12. Seasons, four games, so it gave yeah. me 12, yeah. They gave you 12. You three and a half. half. That's right. Three that's and a right. half considered a year. They made a big trade for Keith Jackson. Oh, that's what, okay. Coach Shaw okay. called me up, and I, I knew that they made the trade because it was on the news. And Coach called me up. He said, Jim, I want you to come to the office. I said, Coach, I'm not coming to the office. I know what you want. So wow. he told me he had to let me go because they oh, made a the big free agency deal with Keith Jackson. And I remember standing on the picket line in 1987 fighting for free agency. Right. So I, right. I was like the first victim of it. Right. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Think about that. Pretty yeah. crazy. How about that? How yeah. about that? That's right. Because Keith was the first, first guy, NFL yeah. free agent. Yeah. yeah. And you're a casualty for something that you fought for. Standing yeah. on the picket line. How about that? Yeah, but Crash they wasn't finished. Replacements. Though, Remember the replacements? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That was the year. Man, oh, man. But you weren't finished, though, Crash. I mean, you you no. weren't finished at all. You didn't hang up your pads and your cleats and retire, man. You actually ended up playing with the Miami Hooters as a uh, player coach, right? And I think Don Strock was the head man, and A.J. Dewey and Lifford Hobley were on the on the staff. And um, no, I, I started off playing uh, two-way uh, linebacker and – receiver and it's the first time I actually got hurt so I asked uh, I said Stroker I don't want to play football anymore he said oh Jim just play quarterback <laughs> I said okay so I played quarterback but that was worse than playing linebacker receiver because <laughs> you know, defensive lineman you 
teach, try to, they have to play two ways. So they had to right. learn how to play offense. So I got hit more playing quarterback <laughs> than I did playing receiver. You would have been safer at receiver. So, so Stroker's the reason you went and played, huh? You weren't going to yeah. play at all, huh? Yeah, he's the reason. That's good stuff, man. I, mean, that, that, that had to be, I, I went to a lot of those games, Crash. You went to Miami Hoops? I went to a lot of those games, yeah. I think I remember fun. seeing you there, yeah. Well, you know, I, we didn't really know each other then. <laughs> you know, at that point, we didn't know each other. We really got Danny the came, Danny came to a lot of them, too, because it was the Hooters. Yes, right. Yeah. He was like part owner at that point, wasn't there? Something like the Hooters. Maybe, <laughs> Maybe not know. the team, but the Hooters around him. Him <laughs> and Champ and Lags, they were they were real tight at that point. Yeah, it was fun. A lot of fun. Yeah, yeah but in those two seasons, though, I mean, you obviously had a lot of fun. 3,200 yards, 51 touchdowns, eight of them rushing. You even caught a touchdown as well, man. So you were doing the same thing for the Hooters squad that you were doing for the Dolphins. Yeah, it was uh, definitely a different game. We got Duper to come out for – That's right, that's right. <laughs> How was Duper in an Arena League game? He played like one game and he said, this, I had enough of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> what was that like? Because you have these guys that are just still trying to live out their dreams, probably have other jobs, right? They're, you know, uh, Jay Feely, the kicker, was on uh, the show before he broke into the NFL. He was, I think he was like an investment banker and he was kicking at night for the Florida Bobcats. Right. What really? was that like for you? You had played... 12 seasons in the National Football League at the highest level, catching passes from Dan Marino in his epic 1984 season, and you're with these other guys that are probably driving trucks and doing other things. I mean, that yeah. had to be kind of a wild experience. Well, now you have the UFL coming out, right. which gives guys opportunities to show themselves, and, you know, that's that's The Rock owns owns it, right? The Rock. He's part, yeah, they, they put two, yeah, they, they combine two leagues. XFL combined, and USFL, yeah. I'm not even sure yeah. which one's which. They combine the World Football League and the XFL, so there's like eight yeah. teams. Yeah. So, the top the top four, I think, of each, uh, of each league. They, you know, one thing together. the XFL did that I really liked was the kickoff. They put the return team on the 20, and they put the, the kickoff team 10 yards apart from the return team, and the kicker had to kick it within – 20 to the goal line. Right. And then as soon as a kicker or the receiver catches the ball, then the guys 10 yards apart can go after each other. I, like I mean, that. a guy named Crash, of course you're going to like that rule. <laughs> I, like that. <laughs> I feel like that rule was named now, for you. Now, in the NFL, there's no returns. Can you imagine that? Imagine if that rule existed. I mean, that that's part of how you made the team from what you're telling us. You know, you're a quarterback who made the team because you could run down and knock the shit out of somebody on special teams, and that doesn't even exist anymore, or, or it's been minimized. Yeah, it's minimized. Well, we got one last thing. We're going to let you go. I know, you, I know you've got big plans the rest of today. I got one last thing for you, Crash. So we end every episode with our two-minute drill. Given the fact that you've played quarterback, tailback, fullback, tight end, and receiver, you know how to run a good two-minute drill. So Mike's got behind the camera here, he's got the two-minute clock up. We're going to hit you with a couple quick questions, just some fun stuff, and then we'll get you out of here. Sound good? Yeah. Um, one thing, Juice, did you guys ever do the one-minute drill with no timeouts? Uh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That was one of Shaw's big things, man. That was that was great practice right there. It's it's so funny you say that because when we had Danny on for the two minute drill, we asked him if he wanted a timeout. He said, "Nah, I don't need no time. I don't need no, no timeouts." timeouts. <laughs> <laughs> that's there. Right. That's great. All right, let's get it. Let's right. get it rolling. Clock right? has started. Here we go. All right, Crash. Here we go. We read that your mother worked at a Motown record factory, and as a kid, you would throw vinyl records around in the yard like frisbees. 
What is your favorite Motown song, and did you break that record? Oh, my favorite. I don't know. I didn't listen to any of them. (laughs) (laughs) He was just breaking them in the yard. We had a whole closet full of them. (laughs) I had two older brothers, and we would just go after each other. Oh, man. You wish you had some of those back now? I mean, some of those have got to be classy. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I had all of them back. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's a great, great story. Okay, you were selected as a member of the Miami Dolphins' top 50 team of all time, and the Dolphins had this spectacular weekend to celebrate you know, this special group of players. Who did you have the most fun with that weekend? Could it have been Dan Marino, or was it my partner here, O.J. McDuffie? I'd have to say Juice. <laughs> we had a blast, man. You know, when Press. I got that call from, from that, it's like, I was in tears, you know, because I never thought that I would get selected as top 50 because there were a lot of damn good players for the Dolphins through the years. And uh, I was just like so humbled that I was selected to get on that team. And it was really we cool. We had, we had a lot oh, of fun. Juice, let me show you something. Are you guys done with the two minutes? Time out. We got two time more. Out. Okay, we'll call the time, time out. out. All right, time we'll out. call the time, time out. out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you can see it or not. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Look at that. Uh, can you see it or no? Oh, yeah. Who put Joe Rogan? Look at that. It's got the OJ McGuffey <laughs> autograph. Oh, that is great. That is that is dope. That is How cool is that? The name's on that thing. Number 11 out of 250. Look at see? that. That's, there's a glare, isn't there? I, I want to know how Joe Rose got on that poster. <laughs> he got the first one. Oh, of I think like he made the post. Right? All right, we're gonna we got two more questions, so the clock will be rolling again. All right, all right, Crash. As Big Seven right. said before, you played damn near every position in football. What is more difficult: throwing a touchdown pass, catching a touchdown pass, running for a touchdown, or covering a kickoff? Uh, I'd say catching one. I mean, the first. This is another story. I have I didn't get to tell you. Time out. Timeout. Another timeout. You got it. <laughs> Apparently, we do need yeah, timeout. Yeah, we're good. This is not the one-minute drill. It's the two-minute drill, so you're good. Was, we had a triple tight end on the goal line, and there was a little mix-up with the uh, who was where Bruce Hardy was supposed to line up and Joe Rose was supposed to line up. So we made the adjustment, and I ran out in the flat, and I caught my first touchdown ever. I come back to the sideline. I had the ball still, and Coach Shula says, don't you know what the fuck you're doing? <laughs> I said, Coach, there was a mix-up. We made the adjustment, and I got the ball right here, Coach. It's a touchdown. Right. <laughs> still, he, said, he was still pissed, huh? He said, oh, F you. He said that. He said, oh, fuck you. There you go. <laughs> so I saw Duper and Clayton right behind him, and they both went, whoop. They were both gone. Because I said, oh, That's fuck you, too. That's my favorite thing. <laughs> Oh, that was it. Crash had the response. Every time I hear these stories, when Shula comes walking over to talk to somebody on the sidelines, everybody else runs away. (laughs) Joe Rose tells a story where he got chewed. He was sitting next to Nat and Jimmy on the bench, and they were consoling him because he got chewed out for something. And Shula came back for more, walked over to him on the bench, and Nat and Jimmy got (laughs) – they both took off and did the same move. So that seems to be the smart move. All right, we got (laughs) – too funny. All right, last question. Here we go. Clock's going to run. We're going to score a touchdown here. The Miami Dolphins are famous for some great nicknames for their players. The current roster has the Cheetah. We have the Penguin. We have the Astronaut. You played with Super Duper. We have Juice right here. What is the greatest nickname in team history? In team history? 
Ooh, that's a good question. I say crash. There it there is. There it is. That's there the two-minute drill. I love it. Oh, man. I love it. Jim, this was amazing. I appreciate you uh, coming inside from the cold weather because it seems like you want to be out in the cold. I love it. Great juice, stuff. Thank you so much, too. man. Crash, thanks for diving in, man. We, I love you, bro. Love you, too. You're the best, man. You're now diving into the fish tank. Just like Drew said, thanks for diving into the fish tank presented by iHeartRadio. Be sure to follow us on whatever streaming platform you're using, and don't be afraid to rate the show or leave us a comment. We love your feedback. And remember, you can find us as well as Drive Time with Travis Wingfield and all of our international partners on MiamiDolphins.com. Dive up in that fish tank.